0: everybody um, urban artistry funk and focus up there in the corner above our heads <laughs> um, Yeah, urban artistry funk and focus um, this is the preservatory project um, not necessarily a part of the urban dance and dialogue that we usually do through here but we're gonna knock out a little preservatory interview we were lucky enough this weekend to have OG Ja Quincy from North Memphis, out here in D.C., we were hanging out, we had uh, two classes, he taught two uh, workshops, and we had a session, and we went to the National Mall and did the whole tour in D.C., just having a good time, exchanging, and um, yeah, so we're just going to have a little interview, so thanks for coming out, thanks for the workshop, thanks for doing the interview with us, we appreciate you, man. It's an honor
1: being here. I've been enjoying, enjoying myself the whole entire time since I've been
0: here, you know, so I thank nice. you guys for having me out. Nice. Okay, so first question, um, with Urban Archie, we really care about, like, kind of the, the culture behind these dances and the people and the stories, so we really just want to kind of hear your story, man, from, like, even outside of dance, so the first thing is really, um, Kind of, what what was it like growing up in Memphis? What's it like growing up in that city?
1: Man, it was pretty rough, you know, growing up in Memphis, especially um, in North Memphis, where um, I'm originally from. Um, It was just pretty much a lot of, it wasn't no gang banging going on in that uh, time when I was, uh, you know, around. It was just a lot of uh, drug selling, Mm -hmm. um, you know, dealing with prostitutes and you know, it was just a lot of that going on, a lot of fighting. you know, neighborhood, you know, fights and stuff like that. But it was, it was pretty, you know, it was pretty rough. It, it really was, man. Mm-hmm. You know, coming from where I came from, you know, I grew up in um, this place uh, in North Memphis called Seventh Street. That's where I grew up in, and it was one of the, you know, toughest, you know, and baddest place that you can probably, grow, you know, grow up in, in North Memphis.
0: Hmm. And what, what did you see growing up as In terms of like dance and music was that something that was just always around in the family or at the when you saw it out with friends like
1: well it it depends on like what speaking about like what time like what kind of music because I grew up around like uh, my mom's before uh, we was listening to any kind of rap we pretty much was listening to like the OJ's the Mm. um, 10-3's you know the Isley brother and stuff like that you know, but as I got a little older, uh, when you had like the uh, uh, the you know the Run DMCs, the LL Cool J, mm-hmm. that's when I kind of started getting off in, into you know listening to you know the rap and the NWAs and stuff like that. That's when I got off into the rap, but I wasn't into the dancing. But mm. dancing, the dance was always in, in my neighborhood because it was natural because everybody was doing it. Yeah. But you only had a few people that was great, great at what they did. Yeah. You know. But no, I was, you know, that was the, you know, the music flow, you know, during the time when yeah. I was uh, kind of introduced to rap.
0: Did uh? Did your parents dance too? Or did they? Were they just into music, listening to music? No,
1: my mom. She was just. I come from you know a single home. It was just me, my mom. and I you know have one brother. We were just mostly you know listening to you know old school R and B and love ballad. You know you know music and stuff like that. So music just always has been you know kind of in my soul. I like you know I love good music. Yeah. Whatever type of music is as long as it's just you know good music. Yeah. For, yep.
0: sh- for sure. So the, the dance style that, that, that you do is called gangster Walking. Can you tell us a little bit about it, and also why, why was it called Gangsta Walking? How was it actually connected to some of those things in real life?
1: Well, uh, Gangster Walking, uh, how can I put this? Um, Gangsta Walking, you know, it came around, uh, along, it came around in the 80s. Um, gangster walk is nothing but a dope boy dance. The mm. dope boys made up the gangster walk, mm. so um, it was just something for the dope boys to be able to do. So a style of dance for the dope boys would be able to call something they, you know, of their own. You know, because you had all these different other kind of, you know, styles of dancing, but you know, the dope boys they wanted to have, they wanted a, a dance where it was um it had a different kind of look and a different kind of image it was like for the people that was you know hustling and stuff like that mm. so that's how pretty much um uh, gangster walk in up being created it's created off a dope boy image mm. you know it, that was something that all the dope boys did the dope boys and the gangsters yeah. you know that's all what you know they was doing
0: yeah and how did uh how did some of the early gangsta walk moves come about? Like how did the dance start to develop?
1: Well you had uh you had certain individuals that was from North Memphis, um, uh, that would you know, they would do it. They would do it at the house parties, they would do it, you know, at the club. It just you know, it was just something that we had to call out on like the Louisiana um uh, uh, Mardi Gras, like how they do the, you know, the dance down there, mm. it, it started off as a line dance and everybody used to just keep, you know, in in the line and they used to do it, go around the circle, you know, on, you know, on doing it. Mm. It was just something that made, you know, that you, you made everybody feel good, mm. you know, on doing it. It was something that was simple for everybody to do, including your mothers, your, mm. your dads or your your uncles and stuff like that. They all know about the gangster Walk because that was just something That came around
0: during that time. Yeah, yeah. You were telling me earlier about the development from it being a line dance to a solo dance, and how that's kind of connected to MC Hammer. You mind sharing that story? Yeah.
1: Well, the what happened was dealing with the uh, how the Gangsta Walk had got separated as as far as like dealing with the line dance was when uh, MC Hammer. um, You know, to my knowledge um through um the people that mentored me, M- MC Hammer ended up uh, um had this guy that was from Memphis that was a part of his staff or somewhere a part of his team um introduced Hammer to the gangster walk. So when Cam- Hammer came down here to perform mm. um one of his earlier, you know, debuts at the time before he did Too Legit to Quit. Mm. Um he came down here and he seen how the crowd was reacting. He was heard everybody in the background chanting, you know, get book, get book, get book. And he seen them doing you know, doing the gangster walk and I heard that he had asked, you know, the guy that was a part of his entourage, you know, what was that they was doing in right. his concert and they explained it to him and he uh he took the gangster walk, the first original gangster walk, M C Hammer did. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know if he, you know, took it intentionally or what, but he may. I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt. He just probably took it just to give Memphis some highlight mm. and some exposure, and um, uh, and he put it in the Too to quit uh, music video. And if you watch the video, you will see them do the gangsta walk line dance, and you're mm. in the background. Give boogie, give boogie, give You know, and 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 from there, it was um, some OGs. They didn't, you know, they didn't like it. So when the next time he came to Memphis um and you know to my knowledge that it was an OG that um bumped heads with him and told him you know um to get off the stage and you know you know and wanted to call him out but it, it you know hammer didn't do that so what the what the OGs did was they split the style up. And they was like, we're not gonna let this get taken again, you know, hmm. for, you, for the industry to be able to take right. it. And, you know, and it's not one of us getting paid off of it. Right, we're not right. getting noticing, you know, for it. So they started doing the gangster walk they still kept the basic in the found, uh the foundation and they just started adding moves into the, the old gangster wall. So and it and it causes everybody to do uh, their own moves individually. So that's how it ended up getting separated. So, and you know, that's how it, it became from a line of dance to, mm. you know, we doing it solo. Because one thing about doing something solo, uh, you got to either be taught or you got to, you got to, you got to learn. You got to, one way or other, you got to learn it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's the reason why, you know, it, it's all everybody doing their own mm. individual way of the dance walk. Yeah.
0: So you talked a little bit about getting buck. Um, for people that might not know, what what is what does that mean for you to just getting buck?
1: Getting buck is nothing like it ain't nothing but like energy um, to push you to, uh, the, the you know to go hard in the paint, dealing with the guys hmm. walk. You know, it, when you hear to get buck, they get buck is like, okay, I'm finna let off this energy and I'm finna. That this energy is gonna let off another different kind of energy to the people who watch me get, you know, get booked, and it's gonna make them want to get booked as well. Mm. You know, so get hmm. booked, When people hear get booked, everybody be want to get booked. Right, you know, it, right. It just it's a hearing the word. It's just a good feeling that it, it that it puts inside of you. Hmm. You know, so yeah.
0: You were telling me about like bucking and gangsta walking. That bucking was actually uh kind of a separate thing and it had things with the elbows and swinging and people were kind of starting fights and things like that
1: See, it's it's different styles of memphis and and a lot of those uh, styles they don't get the recognition that you know that they need and deserve because um i don't know it seems like uh, a certain style has overshadowed those styles but I, i look at it in a good way because it's still keeping all, it's still keeping, you know, the Memphis culture alive. Mm. Um, but uh, I can say, you know, yeah, booking is a style of its own. It's just, it just uh, a part of the Gangster Walk. You know, it it, it wouldn't be bright if it wasn't a part of the mm. Gangster Walk. But the booking style, it consists, you know, dealing with the elbows and the arm swings uh, and things like that. And um, you also have, you know, the Gangster Walk is just pretty much, it's the footwork to uh uh the footwork to memphis you know that's what the gangster walk is really all about it's all about the about the footwork and the footwork is like a walk and mm-hmm. that's how you got the end that's how you got walk at the end of gangster because all of it is like a walk mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah so uh and then you got chopping chopping is when you got the arm swing and you got like the karate chops It look like you're doing karate chop- chops almost similar to the style a little bit, like uh, dealing with how the, I guess that strutting. Oh yeah, like we were talking that. about strutting, it, yeah. It's it, it, it similarity, you know, to that dealing with the the hand form, mm. of it, but it just got um, it just has the gangster walk footwork. Yeah. And in it, and of course everybody knows, uh, know the, the the basis and the meaning of juking. and I shouldn't even have to go <laughs> it's, it's been you know it's been explained you know several times. Yeah but I just have to highlight the other styles that don't get that right, you know they, right. they don't get talked about that much. So yeah. but I do um, I do represent, you know, and I, I do love uh the juking game, you know, what they are doing with the Juking game as far yeah. as the youngsters and stuff. So I just want them to keep doing what they're doing.
0: For sure. Let's um let's talk a little bit about since you brought up like given some of the other styles some recognition, what OGs for Gangsta Walk-In do you remember? Could you try to give us, like, to the best of your ability, kind of a historical timeline of people that were, like, from way back in the day to kind of, like, leading up more to your generation and even maybe some of the guys after you, like Quincy and Mike Moe and...
1: Uh... It, it like I um it's a line of legends, man, and uh, yeah. all of them, you know, I made, you know, I pretty much, I don't know, all of them because certain yeah. stuff was, you know, pretty much it was ahead, uh, it was before my time, um, but I can speak about you know what I got the chance to see, um, mm. uh, along the time that I was growing before I was a dancer, what I got the chance to see before I you know became a dancer, uh, I got the chance to see, um. People in the neighborhood uh, that was um, great gangster walk before I seen the before I seen the Fred Humphers and the Marcus Bowles, mm. the guys that you know that create created the gangster walk. Uh, along I guess side with uh, Mitchie Bowman, gotta give him his credit as well. Mm. Um, but uh, I seen guys in the uh, neighborhood like uh, uh, Kenny fireworks. He was one of the uh, the best. Um, gangster walkers along the time. Um he don't get that much prop mm. and that he deserved as well. But uh, Kenny Kennedy um, he put the the Sissy walk into the gangster walk. Mm. That's what it was what we used to call it. We used to call it the little the little sissy walk. And the reason why it was called the little Sissy Walk, because the gangster walk we used to gangster walk strictly really for the women. Yeah. Because the women used to love to see the 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 males get fresh, creased up, you know, with the nouveau curls and the, mm. the gold teeth and they used to like to see us, you know, you know, the hardcore dancing, you know, hardcore street dancers. Yeah. But uh, I gotta give uh, people that I got the chance to see, like Kenny Fartwork, his his prop that um put signature moves and stuff into the mm-hmm. you know, the game as well. And um uh, uh another guy named Um uh, 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 Lena, uh, Leonard was one of the guys that used to uh, do the Elvis Presley a lot, mm. um, <laughs> and then, and another guy, uh, Valamar. You know, uh, rest rest in peace to Valamar. Those guys, you know, people like that. I got the chance to see before. I got the chance to meet the G Styles and yeah. Tony Walkers and Mingwells and stuff like that. Yeah. But those was the guys that I used to hear about before my time, and like uh, uh, Marcellus Anderson and uh, Blind Ricky. Uh, people like those, I got the chance to, you know, hear about what those guys used to do, you know, with the gangster walk. Well, I actually got the chance to see, you know, Kenny, you know, Kenny Fallworks, you know, uh, do the gangster walk. Yeah. You know, I, I, I did. But uh, after that, uh, I was introduced, uh, I was introduced uh, to gangster walking uh, through a little, uh, through a guy named uh, Terry Walker. Uh, he introduced me to the greats. Um, he seen how uh, passionate that I loved the gangster walking. That uh, he was like, "If you want to look better than what you're doing, and still doing what everybody doing in the neighborhood, I can introduce you to my brother." And I thought it was a joke. And it, the whole entire time, his brother' name was Tony Walker, mm. and Tony Walker was one of the the uh, best uh, gangster walker that I got the chance to see. You know, back then I took Tony Walker style up. Uh, a whole lot, him and another guy named Miguel Smith, and uh, Chris Struggins,
0: those
1: those who I really took my style from before the G-style, before I got introduced to G-style, but those three guys, uh, Tony Walker, Miguel Smith, and Chris Struggins, they are the one that, you know, motivated me on dancing, and a guy named Anthony Hall, Mm. when they
0: went to school with me. Yeah, Yeah. and you were mentioning to me some of the, some of the, Contributions like certain people had certain moves, like Fred Humphreys had a certain buck jump, and certain people were inspired by popping and breaking, and and uh, I thought that was really interesting. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. What it was a mix of, like you said, yeah, like, things uh, that created the style.
1: Like you know, I, I just can't speak the full story, you know, about Fred uh, Humphreys, yeah. but uh, I salute him on you know his contribution you know, to the gangster walk. Uh, but, uh, his, you know, contributing was, he, it was a lot of different, um, it was a lot of different book jumps that Fred, you know, helped created with the guys walking, a lot of two-stepping that he helped created, and, uh, dude, he, you know, the little I had got the chance of seeing him back then, you know, I didn't see much, but I got the chance to see him, he he was, you know, he was okay at that, at the time, but I, I didn't get the chance to see him. You know, in, in his era, or you know, I mm. mean, in his prime, I didn't get the chance to see that. Yeah. Then uh, Marcus Bowles was the same way. Marcus Bowles was one of the, he was, he, he brought the smoothness to the Gangster Walk. Mm. Um, Marcus Bowles also brought the gliding to the Gangster Walk. Mm. Um, so he, that's how a lot of the stuff got involved, you know, involved in the Gangster Walk, dealing with Marcus, uh, putting the glides and, you know, and stuff like that, and, and, you know, into it where um and he also put um he put the light he put the like popping off into it too. Mm. You know, popping almost like the tick. But Fred pretty much put the bounce mm. in, in the gangster so walk. He kept kinda kept the foundation from when the first gangster so walk well, with the you mm. know with the bouncing and stuff in it like that. Mm. So I gotta acknowledge those guys and um, you know, and after, you know, I learned from who I was learning from, you know, dealing with Tony Walker and Miguel. Uh, those guys, um, they came up under Free Humphrey.
0: So
1: yeah. I, I came up under Legends. They came up under, uh. under Legends. So just like uh, dealing with, um, certain remember with G-Style, you know, um, by the time I got introduced uh, to them, uh, the first time I got I knew have heard of them as a group because at the time I used to hear about them individually before the group. When I heard heard about them as a group. Um, I finally had got the chance to see, you know, see those guys and, and try to be in a brotherhood with those guys. Those guys, they was awesome when I first got the chance to see them, especially uh, Wolf. And just my opinion, you know, just my opinion, Wolf was the, he he, he was the best and he was the most feared, you mm. know, Gangster Walker that it was. Yeah. Yeah, but all of them had something to contribute. Hurricane had his, his spin that's why they call Spence. him Hurricane, he mm. had his spin to contribute. Right. Um. You know, Romeo was just smooth. He was smooth hmm. like Marcus Bauer. Um hmm. and he played and he played a lot with hmm. the style. He had fun with it. Hmm. But Wolf was like the ultimate of he, Wolf. To me, was like the god of gangster walking. He was, Wolf added Wolf headed the whole total package. Hmm. So he he what Wolf what I learned from Wolf was um, I learned combinations. Okay, like, you know, and, and that's what. Um, I always had learned from him is, you know, setting up uh, setting my moves up like a three point shot. Hmm. And learning that the small moves can set it sets up your big moves instead of you just coming out doing big moves. Hmm. You know, I learned a lot. And uh, Hurricane uh, was the one um, motivated me on to do steps more instead of glide a lot.
0: Glide a lot more. So
1: but so you know, you had those guys that those to me those was the greatest. Yeah. That um, that had something to contribute to the game. You know, Fred with his book, John with his two, two stepping. You know, Mark with his smoothness and his flies mm. and his pops and his poses. Yeah. You know. So and then after that, you know, you had um, uh, you had Snoop for Mario. He came along after that as well. Uh, around those guys and and a couple more other legends. You know, that I can't you know leave out like um. Uh, uh, who else was around? Uh, uh, Andre Scott, I can't forget about him. Mm. So uh, all of those guys contribute something, you know, from a pop or bull jumps and, and a lot of stuff that the guys will do. A lot of the moves are named after them. Mm. You know, so nice. Um, what uh, uh,
0: we know that your style has been heavily influential for the newer generation. What are some of the moves? that you kind of brought to the game that were some of your signatures or things you popularized within Gangsta Walking?
1: Uh, I'm most definitely going say the Pac-Man, mm. you know. Uh, the Pac-Man, uh, the Bird. Mm. Uh, I was, put it like this, I, I was just the total package like wolf. Right. I became, you know, the, the hottest thing that was, you know, I was the hottest thing up under him. Me and Wolf was probably, probably pretty much like joining uh, joining Kobe Bryant. Hmm. So you know that's how I was. You know I I put an impact on the game. But I what separated me from a lot of the other gangster walkers was that I didn't become antisocial on you know antisocial with you know with the style. If somebody wanted to learn it, I didn't mind. Yeah. You know teaching it to them, Yeah, yeah. You know, but I did you know impact the game a whole lot you know, de- dealing with the Pac-Man, uh, certain um uh, book jumps that, you know, I do as mm. well. Uh my signature book jump. Mm-hmm. Um I impact and I pushed uh the guy that taught me the name Leonard, uh Antonio S- uh Smith, that's me, my oldest brother. He pushed me uh, on doing the Elvis and uh practicing on my kicks a lot. And I also was inspired by Elvis Presley. Yeah. You know, and Michael Jackson. I was inspired mm-hmm. by, you know, both of those guys.
0: mm mm-hmm. So you got inspired by Elvis and Michael, um, were there other ways that you would like, come up with your moves? Like how did you get inspired for some of your moves you were doing? Uh, like, what
1: do you mean by that? Like
0: uh, movies, cartoons, like I know a lot of poppers, OG poppers were into like movies and cartoons or acting skits out and things.
1: Yeah, I, I, I used to do the, pretty much do the same thing. What I used to do is, uh, like when I couldn't watch like my creators anymore they were the people that i was you know learning you know that was teaching me the dance style what i did was i um i watched movies a lot and i wa and it just kind of gave me ideas because um we used the word we used to play a lot dealing with you know dancing back in the day so i was like okay since we already were playing, doing, you know, were playing with the guns because it always was a style dealing with the guns. Mm. And I said, how can I come up with my own moves and things like that? So I watched a lot of TV. If I seen somebody run across a screen in a movie and they ran kind of way that I can take a stance from the way that they ran and I put it into a dance move. Mm. If they bagged up um, by a wall and they tried to peep, peep around the wall, I would take something mm. like that and I would just add it into a, incorporate it into a dance, you mm. know, into a dance move. And that's what I used to do. I used to take a lot of things like from actors, what actors used to do. Mm. You know, um, if I seen, if, if I even seen somebody like juggling, I would take the juggling and I would turn it into a dance move, mm. you know, something like that. So I mm. took a lot of actors, you know, I, I took a lot of movies and a lot of stance uh, from movies and I turned them, in, you know, into moves, dance moves. Nice. That's what I did.
0: Nice. Um, what were some who were some important music artists or like songs that were like important for the Gangsta walk or your your time coming Man, up?
1: Man, I'm gonna be honest to you, you know, before we was listening to Three Six Mafia, we were listening to we were dancing out with DJ Squeaky. Mm. To me DJ Squeaky was the best DJ ever to me. And uh um uh, the people that know me or have watched um uh, my old garage footage did Footages when I was 16 years old That mix that I came out dancing on That was a DJ Squeaky bass, mm. bass mix But uh, it's like DJ Squeaky Made the music for us To really you know To get buck off of Because when we heard stuff like back in the days Looking for the children And lock them in the trunks and all that, With him and DJ Zerk when we heard hmm. stuff like that You know it turned us up But this was like before the 3 6 Mafia days mm. You know I was on to I was I was mostly on DJ Squeaky. Squeaky, you know I was. I like three six, you know. I, like you know, I, I love their music. I have. Um, honestly, i you know, I used to be around Paul, you know, back in uh, back in the days, and uh, we used to always bump heads or talk or you know, it, he uh, hang 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 out and you know and a lot of that music that he used to do, and he used to watch me in the club doing it. He used to uh, make it strictly for you know the gangster walkers, gangster walkers to, walk with, the guys to walk with the dance off of. That's the reason why those type of DJs knew our style of dancing, and they put their music behind our style of dancing, mm. so we got to thank the DJs, or we got to thank people like DJ Paul, DJ BK, DJ Squeaky, DJ Sound, um, we got to thank all all them type of DJs, DJ Livewire, DJ P-Live, DJ Pinky, you mm. know, people that don't get the recognition that they deserve, you know, letting mm. these people know it, you know, that... I do appreciate the music that they made because it helped out my style a whole lot, mm.
0: it did. Yeah, um, speaking of the garage footage, you told me that you were only 15 in that clip?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was 15 turning 16. Um, that clip wouldn't have never came about uh, because I was sick uh, with pneumonia and I was, it was a day before my birthday I was sick with pneumonia. and. Uh, I had a friend named Cardius and um, We call him AKA Polo. Uh, stopped by my house one day. I was in the bed sick, <laughs> and um, he was like, "Hey man, he was like, you gotta get up." And I was like, "I'm sick." And he said, "Man, you gotta get up." This, this guy named Roland this, Roland. this guy named Roland out of Raleigh, man, said that he he uh, he done beat you before. He done beat me. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Man, I catch up with dude some other time." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm not gonna get out this bed. I'm sick. So he just kept telling him, man, please, please get up out of this bed. Man, I, I want you to, you know, do this. I want you to go over here and dance against him. And then he ended up bribing me. I went uh-huh. and got up, and I was, you know, I was sick as a dog. He was like, man, if you do, if you get up and de- only thing that I want you to do is just show your face. You know, I, you know, I give you this. I give you this Tommy shirt with these shoes that you like that I got. And he was like, man, I just want you to show my face. I was like, no dancing, right? He was like, nah, no dance. So we get all the way over there on I'm shaking cause I got <laughs> relief, you know, not feeling good. And next thing you know, uh we get out the car and we walk up in that hallway. that was the first time I ever got the chance to meet Roland. They was in the hallway shooting dice mm-hmm. at her and some pla- a place called the Timbers in Roland And um my my friend uh Cardius Wicks, um, that we call polo, he told uh Roland, he said, Hey Roland. He said, Man, why don't you tell my nigga right here that you don't beat John Quinson before? <laughs> and Roland looked at me and said, Yeah And I was like, Really? And he was like, Yeah, who is you? I said, I'm John Quinson. And he said, Nah, you ain't John Quincy. He said, I he said, I don't beat John Quinson before. And I was like, Nah, you ain't beat John Quinson, I'm John Quinson. So we were kinda going back and forth a little bit. It was kinda got a little hostile. So I said, I tell you what, <laughs> since you say you beat me before, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you a chance to beat me again. I said, "Well, I'm gonna give you a chance to beat the real top mm-hmm. So we end up um, leaving out of those apartments, and all of a sudden, they was trying to find us somewhere to go dance at. And it was these girls that they knew that Polo knew was like, "Okay, y'all come around in my garage, and y'all, you know, y'all can go ahead and dance. We want, we want to see y'all dance." So we get there, uh, like I said, once again, I'm sick. I'm only mm-hmm. 15 years old, you know, I'm sick. And next thing you know. Um, he, he wouldn't go first dancing, and not knowing that that's when I was in my prime and in my you know in my element at that time. So I didn't care at the moment who it was. I would go. I used to love to go first because if I went first, you were not gonna come behind. Me. Mm-hmm. That's how great that I was at that moment. Mm-hmm. And um, I pretty much I went out there and went went first and. I'm quite guessing that was his first time ever seeing, you know, real per authentic gangster walking because by the time he did dance, you know, I guess I threw him out of his element where he was trying to do the things that I was doing. And mm-hmm. it, and we talking about a great dancer because Roland is one of the 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 one of the best jokers that I ever you know, that that was my biggest competition. Mm. Roland was my biggest competition. Mm. You know, because he had a he he had a fan base that are just as big as mine, mm. you know. So then you know, I'm I'm not I never knock him because he's like a brother to me. But that's how me and him ended up bumping heads uh, from that night in the garage. And it's like when he mm. got the chance to see me that night in the garage, it's like he went back in the lab and he came out to be a beast. And he mm. and he, he was way better than that garage. Yeah, it was, you know. But I, I must do say that. A lot of the jukers incorporate really rolling style into juking because juking, rolling style was more like booking and juking You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm going to get you guys some footages uh, so people can start seeing these book styles, these mm. chocolate styles and stuff like that. But uh, that's how the garage you up coming about and they so haven't had a, a camcorder. Mm. And I wasn't used to seeing myself dance on uh, film. That's like the first time I ever got the chance to see me you know, dance
0: on on film. Dang, what year was that?
1: Oh, uh, that was 95, 96, No, it was not. It was, it was the beginning of ninety six. it Was the beginning of ninety six. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had to be, not. 80, it was the beginning of ninety six around March because I, It was the day before my birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, cool, cool. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the fashion, like? Gangsta walking shoes, the way people wore their jeans, types of hats, colors, like what what were people rocking?
1: Man, it wouldn't be right for once It, wouldn't, it wouldn't, walking, wasn't gangsta walkin' one right without the curls, without, <laughs> without the curls and the gold teeth. <laughs> that was one of the main images that was that set along with the gangsta walk. Um, you had to be wearing back then. You had to be wearing creased up jeans. You had to be matching from like from head to toe, even mm. your boxes and your socks. Everything had to go to, you know, go together. If you want, you know, if you were dressing like that, man, you know, it wasn't even no use you. You could really just coming around, mm. you know. But that's how all the Gangsta Walks were dressed. They had the curl, gold teeth, creased up jeans. The shoes we was uh, dancing in was um, Reebok Classics, uh, feel- Feelers. Um, we were dancing in Lottos. Um uh the, the gangster Nikes, um, uh, Ben Gretz, um, but them and, and K Swiss, you know, K mm. Swiss and Tree Torn, you know, and shoes like that. The, the, they really wasn't dancing in Jordan's that much, you know, back mm. then, but they was you know, they were pretty much like Fila, Reebok. You know, you know stuff like that. And uh, the Gore-Tex booth, like when Gore-Tex mm-hmm. came out, everybody was in the Gore-Tex booth and they, they were with the, in the with the mm-hmm. guys with the with the Gore-Tex boots on. You know, so a lot of our music, uh, we help help create a lot of uh, West Coast music, and uh, a lot of music from Texas and the West uh, kind of helped us create a style with our dancing as well because. Um, you had people like uh DJ Screw and the ghetto boys we used to dance off of and Scarfaces and and you had um Sir lot like the Gore Tex mm. that uh put you know, helped put infancy stumps on the Gangster mm. Walk. Um and you had mm. MC Twist M C Mr Twist that was from the West Coast and of course Rodney and Joe Cooley, that's mm. the Gangster Walk anthem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So
0: Everlasting base. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and
1: nobody disses me, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, so those, I wanna give it up to those guys, you know, at the same time as well, man, for helping our DJs, you know, convert it up on steel, using that, you know, using samples from them to help us create a style as
0: well. hmm Nice. Do you um <clears throat> do you have any advice for people that um, maybe are new to gangster walking and joking or Maybe out of towners that are trying to learn the style. What would you, what would you say they should be thinking about or trying to do?
1: What I'm trying to learn the style.
0: Yeah,
1: I put it like this, you guys. If you're gonna learn something, I always go to the source first. You know, that's with anything because if you just, you know, picking up the little small pits pieces of the puzzles. And you may have somebody that you picking those pieces up from. They might be giving you the wrong pieces of the puzzle. And that's what's taking you so long on to, you know, master your craft, you know, because they're showing you the wrong thing instead mm. of showing you the right thing. <clears throat> you know, I, I would, you know, wish that, you know, in the dance or not just besides, you know, juking, but this just is uh, in general as dancing as a whole. Yeah. That I always go to, you know, the foundation. I always have respect for those who have paid the way for you. No matter what, you know, we all can learn something from each other. Mm. You know, it ain't just no, you know, that, that young generation can learn off the young generation. No, y'all can learn off the OGs as well, just like the OGs can learn off of y'all. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So if, if we can convert like that, you know, we probably can convert a lot of unity and we can keep uh, a lot of the dance styles in general uh, authentic. Yeah, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you learn it from the wrong people, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna have to eventually learn from the right people because um, it's it's ways of doing certain things and it's certain moves that people created. They take that very, very personal because they took the time out to create it. They didn't take time out for somebody to resample it and mess it up. Hmm. You know, not saying that a samples not cool. Not saying that. You know, because it depends on how you use it. But yeah. If you're not gonna, if you're gonna sample something or sample or use a dance move, make sure that you know you're doing it properly. You know you're doing it properly, and if you do put that twist to it, make sure the beginning of whatever dance style that you took, you know, or move that you took, make sure that it still got the authenticness in it. You know, so that's the only advice that I can give them, and just just learn from the right people. Go, mm-hmm. you know, a lot. Of, I I wish a lot of the young. Uh, the young uh, uh, generation would just go to some of the older generations, especially like in my city, and just be like, "Og, oh, look, I, I I accept all the criticism, man. What I need to work on, mm-hmm. what I need to do, yeah. because um, it, it's a big problem if you telling these guys that they that they good and they ain't, you know. And you talking about mm-hmm. no, I don't want to tell them good because I don't want to break their spirit, and, and and I I and I want them to keep dancing. I'll rather tell you the truth, man. If you good, you good. But if you ain't, I'm gonna tell you. I'm not gonna sit up here and just say, "Oh yeah, man, you you this might keep doing what you're doing." Now nah, you need to go work on this shit. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I ain't, I'm not gonna be telling these young guys out here that they great or cold, which they ain't. You know, and letting, and letting people that come along that uh, want to get on their co-tag, you know, mm-hmm. and ride, ride the bandwagon, trying to get a name for themselves, and want somebody that you know be around somebody that, that's making a name. You know, Mm and they're gassing them up. So, now it's a lot of y'all out there. I'm going to just be honest to you, man. It's a lot of y'all out there, and I love y'all. A lot of y'all ain't – a lot of y'all need a lot of work. I'm going to just put it like that. A lot of y'all need to go back, man, to, to, you know, to some of these OGs, man, and ask these OGs, hey, look, man, can you help me, you know what I'm saying, add this, you know, this chemistry to, you know, to this. And you would would, – you you, you wouldn't believe – on how far that you know that can kind of help you out yeah you know what i'm saying yeah for sure so yeah that's all i got to say about you know dealing with something like that just you know they need to go back to the foundation Mm. you need to go back to the foundation on anything because if you don't what you're doing gonna get so old that people gonna get tired of doing it And then it's what's old become new and what's new become old Mm. you get what i'm saying yeah so it becomes like that so you're gonna to have to learn the old stuff sooner or later but it or it's gonna be one of these generations to learn. For sure. And they're gonna make it look better. They're gonna look mm-hmm. make it look the way that the OGs really wanted, you know, want it to you know, to be. Yeah. Even though the OG might don't be around or, you know, living that long for you know for it to happen. But mm-hmm.
0: it's gonna happen.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's the only thing I can say. Reach out to y'all OGs out there. You know, yeah. quit reaching out to the young you know, the young folks that Really don't want to see you go nowhere. They want mm. they want you to look like them and and be like them, you know. Get up on your grown man stuff. You know, treat yourself as a young man. You know, with your dancing. You know, and you know, do what you love to do.
0: Yeah. Speaking of being able to reach folks, how can folks contact you if they're watching this? Where should they reach out to you? You at?
1: can you you can reach me on Facebook as um, uh, OG John Quincy Dabiel. You can, uh, you can hit me up on my Facebook page. You can follow me on Instagram, OG JaQuincy. Um, you know, uh, email address, G W 21 at gmail.com. You can reach me through there for any kind of bookings or any kind of workshops and things like that. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm looking forward to work with a lot of dance cultures this year. You know, I, I'm most definitely gonna work with the pop, you know, the pop and dance culture. The um, uh the turn. Uh, I'm <laughs> mm. gonna work with a lot of dance coaches this year because I appreciate uh, other art forms besides mine. Mm. You know, I do appreciate you. You know, other other art forms that you know that that's been putting in the same work just like my dance culture. Mm. You know? So I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of you guys and doing business with a lot of you guys. You know, we need to go ahead and make some of this stuff happen. You know, as soon as possible. You know, I'm, I'm willing. I'm, I'm willing to do it. You know,
0: so for sure, and and also follow uh, the Gangsta Walking Instagram page oh, too. because yeah, I, I, I be on, I, that's where I be. <laughs> I get inspired from that a lot too.
1: Yeah, you on that on the uh, on the Gangsta Walking page on uh, Instagram on IG, um, it, it shows you uh, the people that actually there's uh, this gangster Walking It's showing you that um, not only Memphis is doing gangster Walking, but you get, you know It's, it's worldwide you get everybody, uh, you know, worldwide appreciating, you know, the gangster walk, and I, you know, and I, and I thank them for that So, you know, follow that page um, If you get, if you get some hot gangster Clips, you know, we're willing to help promote and network, you know You on that page, you know, on dealing with the uh, gangster Walking page, you know, so you can follow that page as well.
0: For sure. Well, that's all I got for the questions. You got anything else you want to say or are you feeling, feeling good?
1: Man, I'm feeling good. I'm just, <laughs> oh, man, I'm just great to be here with you guys. Yeah, we're great happy, time. man. time being here, you know, and um, I got to come back because it, 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 this feels more like home to me. And uh, I just got to come back here, you know, and do some more workshops, you know. We... Pull
0: them out again. Urban Artistry. All right.
1: You know, I, I got to be back. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, I, I I'm, my main concern is, is focusing on um, both parties. I mean, I'm, I'm focusing on the OGs and, you know, the young generation. You know, and hopefully that I can kind of help bring some of this unity uh, together um, and fulfill one of um my best friend's dream and his name is Carlton Dotson, AKA Zeus. Hopefully I can help Phil, you know, fulfill some of his dream because he wanted um, the Memphis culture to, um, th- he wanted to bring all dance cultures together, you know, without, without culture right along with it. So that's the reason why I'm out uh, doing these workshops. Um, I'm just on a, uh, a mission, you know, because of, because of things like that and I'm, I'm just ready to kind of make stuff like you know that happen. So,
0: nice.
1: but that's all I got to say. If I left you out, I apologize because um, I know a lot of you dancers being y'all feelings <laughs> and, and stuff like that. If I left you out, I do apologize uh, for leaving you out. You know, I may left your ass out for a reason, <laughs> or I might just left you out and I just forgot and I just left you out. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a, it's a it's a lot of people. that I don't get the chance to talk about and I just feel like I got the chance to get off my chest Um, those people I finally got the chance to um, you know mention them and give them the prop that they deserve and there's one more other guy I can't uh, leave out his name Brandon Williams Um, I, 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 I did learn a lot of things from him that was like before I got the chance to see like the G style G style he had he, he knew how to do that form of, of art, what they was doing, you know, as well. I can't forget about your branding all the way from, you know, high Park and Hollywood. Uh, I wanna give a shout out to uh, some uh, some of my other OGs, uh, OG Key One, OG Joombo, you know, um, OG Bowles. I can't forget about none of you guys, man. You know what I'm saying? Y'all you know, with me right now in my heart. Um, let me see, who else? Uh, the, you know, that's probably, you know, it and uh, OG Marco, you know, I can't forget about, you know, him and things like that. Um, just giving it up for all my, you know, all my OGs, you know what I'm saying, and my family and friends back home, you know, so and that's all I got to say.
0: Cool, man. Thank you. No problem, Appreciate brother. you.
1: Thank you for having me here.
0: We'll see you guys next time. All Peace. right.